Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. This is another edition of the Weekly Buzz, which is our partnership with the Morning Chalk Up. And I have Joe Jenatin Palawa here from MCU. How's it going, Joe? Hey, Nikki. Good. How are you? I am doing well. I am cold. It is officially winter yeah. here in New England, and my office is not heating up enough for this call, mm. but that's mm. okay. I am grateful that you're joining us. We have a lot to talk about. If this is your first time listening to the Weekly Buzz, first of all, where have you been? But second of all, <laughs> this is the show that we do on a weekly basis with Morning Chalk Up, where we kind of go over the latest and greatest headlines, and Joe gives us some insight into what's happening in the world of CrossFit competition, CrossFit community stuff going on in the affiliates and we've got a little bit of everything on yeah. today's show so joe why don't you take us through some competition news to kick things off yeah so we had a comp we had two competitions this past weekend you and i have spent some time talking about the down under championship in wollongong australia great great competition really strong performances on uh, and the individual divisions peter ellis kind of Led from wire to wire, took a strong lead on day one, carried it through all the way to the end. The other guys who rounded out that podium were Zane, uh, Shelabert Healy, and Zach Thomas. On the women's side, there's a Maddie Sturt took a strong lead again early on and, and held on throughout, but there were some battles for the other podium positions and it was mm. a really strong day too for Annika Greer that moved her up the leaderboard into a podium position and so we finished off with Maddie Sturt in first place and then we had Annika Greer and Grace Walton rounding out that podium yeah it was a fun competition we talked about the teams quite a bit you and I as we were discussing all the folks who were going to be making the trip on the men's side, ultimately, it was Team Frog Grips, the homegrown Australian guys who took the men's side. A couple of dogs. If you remember that, Ricky Garrard had a team had that he had put together called the Bro Dogs. Mm -hmm. And there was a, some last-minute changes. And so this ended up being Ricky's team. A couple of dogs, second place. And then the Ombre Ombres, Noah Olsen. Philip Marquino and Chandler Smith rounded out in third place. On the women's side, it was the California girls, the Invictus team led by Danny Spiegel with two Australian teams, Nextletica Gold and the Fit Mamas Club, which was, I believe, headed up by Alethea Boone, games veteran. That's so there's awesome. your podium this, on that side. This was cool. I really enjoyed checking out the highlights from this competition. It looked beautiful. Oh, my gosh. There. Yeah. Oh, God. And and it was very cool to see a mix of sort of like big name athletes and also some names that I was quite unfamiliar with. And I think competitions like this are where we oftentimes see brand new names kind of make a break for it. Or like you'll 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 see a name or you'll see someone get to, you know, a semifinal or to the CrossFit Games and you'll be like, mm -hmm, name. It's like mm -hmm. Like not super common, but it's not sure. completely unfamiliar. And then you look back at some of the podiums and the rosters yep. of these other competitions and you're like, oh yeah, like they've been <laughs> coming up for a bit. So very yeah. cool to see a preview maybe of what is to come in the upcoming season. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. And I want to come back to Ricky Garrard here in a second. But Wheelwad was the other event taking place, giving yes. us a little preview into what the Wheelwad CrossFit Games 
may look like next year. If you remember, this is one of the outside organizations that will be taking on the some of the other divisions, in this case, the adaptive divisions. The This year's iteration took place in Raleigh, North Carolina. There were 28 elite divisions with a few athletes, some with a few athletes, some with many athletes. They had a full live stream throughout the weekend. A full leaderboard is on their site. I would highly encourage you to check it out. We're not going to go through all 28 divisions here. It would take some time, but a lot of great performances to check out there on the WheelWad website. Yeah, I loved keeping up with that over the weekend too. It was very, it was just, it's so insightful. And I love the way that they break things out. And I think we can, we can learn a lot about how to better approach a competition like this with many divisions from the way that WheelWad has learned over the years to put it on. And I'm just like super excited about them heading up the competition for next year when it's a part of the main season. I just, it feels like the right fit. And I'm excited to see how they pull it off. Also, just like randomly saw on Instagram yesterday, Tom Miazga, longtime WheelWad mm-hmm. champion and friend of All Things Broadcast, partnering with Peloton and Logan Aldridge to put yeah. together a series yeah, yeah. of classes yeah. for them and for the adaptive athletes that are rocking it on Peloton. And I thought that was so badass. Yeah, Logan's been working with Peloton for a while now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've taken a bunch of his running classes. They're so oh, cool. good. Highly recommend. <laughs> One of the things that I really liked about the WheelWad live stream was it was basically like a handheld it was like a handheld cam on floor and so there there were a lot of athletes who were featured and highlighted throughout different workouts and so you really got a chance to check out some of the performances there so i thought the live stream was really cool yeah and hats off to the people who are doing that camera work because that is a hustle in and of itself (laughs) good for them a couple of other bits of news here dubai has announced that their Leaderboard is locked and loaded now. So Dubai is next week. The leaderboard is on their website. Also on the Morning Chalk Up site, we've got a what we know about the Dubai Championship Fitness Champion Fitness Challenge. With, That's okay, Joe. The name has changed a dozen <laughs> times over the last few years. <laughs> but with all the athletes, all the workouts, all the links, everything you need to stay up to date on the Dubai Fitness Challenge in 2023. And Ricky will be there. Ricky Garrard. We've got a story coming out tomorrow on Ricky's remarkable offseason. For those paying attention, he is competing in four major offseason events down under this past weekend. Rogue earlier in October, Dubai coming up, and then Wadapalooza, Tier Wadapalooza in January. Four major competitions over the course of 80 days. So <laughs> I don't I don't think anyone else in the, of the uh, elite tier of athletes is is taking on the off season in the same way that Ricky did here or the same way that Ricky is in his comeback from so shoulder injury. No. Yeah, I'm so curious to know the the strategy behind that and I'd love to talk to his coaches about that because I can see it going in so many different ways. Like where on the one hand he's hustling, right? He's trying to collect that collect that dough. Don't mm-hmm. blame him. He's only got <laughs> one way to really survive and thrive in this industry, and that's mm-hmm. to make money from winning competitions. You know, but at the same time, it's like, is there burnout? Or does he know himself best and he performs best in competition? And so go. why not go there out there? Go. And and that's the best form of training for him. I don't know. Everyone is different. So yeah. I'd be very curious to see how <laughs> how his body is feeling and how he is performing after these four competitions. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, he's either going to 
get himself in a really good spot to compete and or he's going to scare the pants off of everyone <laughs> else in the entire field. So I know which I know which answer Kotler, his coach, Justin Kotler would give there. But so far, fifth place is Rogue as an individual second place mm -hmm. at Down Under with the team. So two more individual outings here in the offseason. And make sure you check out that piece where we interview both Ricky and his coach, Justin Kotler, in the morning chalk up tomorrow morning. Ooh, okay. We'll see if any of my theories come true. <laughs> we will. Published. We will. So that's what we got on the competition side of things for today. Cool, cool. And what about what about in the community and the affiliates? Yeah, luckily there's a really slow news. Not much going on on the affiliate side of things. Of course, I'm kidding. We yes, had a massive <laughs> announcement last week and it caused a complete deluge, a flood of opinions and thoughts and articles and Instagram posts and reels. So, you know, let's talk about it. CrossFit announced the first affiliation fee increase in CrossFits, although not in the new owners, but in 11 years under CrossFit yep. and announced a level two requirement for gym owners of which they said that 20, I'm sorry, 50% are level two or above currently. So about 50% of owners will have to fulfill this requirement within 12 months. So mm -hmm. the affiliation fee increase for most gyms, gyms paying $3,000 will go to $4,500 per year. For those gyms that were grandfathered in under a rate below the $3,000 amount, they will be gradually stepped up, I believe, over two years. And then so there will be an increase, but it'll be a lesser increase, although it will go toward hitting that $4,500 mark eventually. Got it. And for affiliates in other regions of the world whose economies are weaker compared comparatively to the United States, they will also have a, a lesser increase that will be more in line with their local and national economies got it so those are the details there was an affiliate briefing an affiliate town hall last week there's another one today nicole carroll jay de Koontz, dave castro and don fall were on those were they were on the town hall that already took place i'm not sure if they're all planning on being on the next one but i would assume so to talk and answer affiliate owners questions although i'm not sure how 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 much of that is happening <clears throat> yeah a lot so, yeah what do you what, what are your initial this. thoughts there and then we did get yeah. some affiliate owner thoughts and we also have an article out today that derives some data from the state of the industry survey which we could talk about that was completed prior to the announcement though so it kind of it kind of is is interesting and a, a little bit of a weird timing but yeah i wanted mm -hmm. to know what you were thinking Nikki? Yeah, you know, the more that I hear about this, the less I think I have a valid opinion because mm -hmm. I'm not an affiliate owner. To mm -hmm. me, it just feels very, very much like an issue that only affiliate owners can know and understand. Mm -hmm. And it is so nuanced in that every affiliate has a different margin, has a different amount of money that comes in through its doors. Yeah. That price increase means something different to every affiliate owner around the world. Mm -hmm. And it means something very different to me as not an affiliate owner. So I sort of have just been doing a lot of listening mm -hmm. and I hear very conflicting arguments 
that yeah. honestly all seem valid to me. Mm -hmm. I, I hear and understand arguments around inflation and cost increases and whatever. I also hear and understand arguments around why are you raising my affiliate fee but giving some giving nothing back? I also mm -hmm. hear arguments about like that's not how affiliate model works. They don't have to give anything back. I mean, it's just there are so many arguments on every single side of the it's honestly it's not a coin. It's like it's like <laughs> the outside of the coin. Mm -hmm. Like the diameter of the coin in that there are just <laughs> a bazillion different different arguments and they all mean something different and they all feel valid to me. So like I said, I don't really have an opinion. I don't think I can because I don't own mm -hmm. an affiliate. Mm -hmm. And I think for me to say like, well, $1,500 is or isn't a lot of money mm -hmm. doesn't doesn't mean shit in the greater mm -hmm. in the greater scheme of like what kind of impact it's going to have on every individual affiliate mm. community. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's kind of a non-answer. Well, no, I mean, I think what I can what what I can say is that that's what we found in talking with affiliate owners mm -hmm. across the okay. uh, across the country. There there are mixed opinions. Some are are asking the question, what added value is there? And what what value is there to the affiliation? And so there are so there are some folks who are asking those kinds of questions. There are others who, you know, are asking the question, why didn't this happen sooner? Um, right. And and kind of everything in between. One of the things that that I mentioned having some ironic timing is that just prior to this announcement, the state of, of the industry report was released by Two Brain Business. And this is a survey that that they do every year. And this survey reached out to, I believe they had just over 13,000, almost 13, almost 13 and a half thousand uh, respondents, people responded. And, and half of them are CrossFit gyms. Thanks. So among those gyms, 89.7% said that they had a, or that they quote, feel confident about the future of the brand. Now, this was released just prior to that announcement. That's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> So if we look at the last couple of years, there's been a lot of ups and downs, a lot of changes among the executives at CrossFit HQ, a lot of questions and, and drama and so forth. So to see that number, 89.7% before this announcement, that's pretty, that's pretty great. Mm -hmm. Of course, we don't know how those same respondents would answer that question. How do they feel about the future of CrossFit today? Right. Uh, given that announcement. Hmm. I suppose only time will tell with something like this. And you gotta, we have to kind of let the dust settle in order to understand how many affiliate owners are going to roll with it and say, you know, we have to see if we can still stay successful or become successful or whatever, wherever they're at, given this change or how many people are going to throw their arms up and mm -hmm. cancel their affiliation and walk away or how many New people are going to be encouraged to come in and start something new with yeah. the brand, given the direction that things are going. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there is just no way to know right now, but I know that people have very big feelings about yeah. this. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm just here in sort of like a listening and watching phase sure. to see how things shake out. Yeah. I should say that that 90% approval rating, so to speak, that was not out of the blue. There was a trend over the last couple of years. So the support, the support, question is 90% this year supportive 77 last year 75% the year before but it's an upward mm. trend and a pretty big 
a pretty big jump this year. Interestingly, of the other few, the other few percent, they were either unsure about the future of CrossFit, apathetic about the future of CrossFit, or quote hopeful for the return of Greg Glassman. Huh, um, okay, so those were that's what made up the rest of the uh, respondents. Interestingly, almost thirty percent. 28% of the gyms that they surveyed that were not CrossFit gyms, but that had previously been affiliated to CrossFit said that they um, felt confident in the, in the brand's future as well. And that number, was, that number was up too. Well, and that's good to see because even gyms who have de-affiliated in the past are oftentimes still using similar methodologies Absolutely. or training camps. So it's, it's good to see that there's something happening there that they believe in enough to continue their businesses in a similar vein, though not yep. the exact same vein. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, we just, we do want the rising tide effect here when it comes to global fitness. So that's good to see. Yeah. So there you go. That was what the State of the Industry report said just prior to this announcement. Dang, we should do an immediate retest of the survey. <laughs> right. Yeah, there see. we go. No, Insta let's wait. We'll have to wait for probably six months or so to see how things shake out and see how the dust settles, I would guess. But it definitely yeah. will be interesting to yeah. see what happens in the affiliate community after this news. Joe, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us, for pulling all of this together. It's, it's, we're kind of all over the place right now. I feel like there's continuously going to be a lot happening in the competition side of things over the mm -hmm. next two, three months-ish. And we need to see how things shake out in the affiliates, especially as we prepare for the open. So I'm sure that you and I will be talking about these topics and many more in weekly buzzes <laughs> to come. All right, Nikki, I can't wait. For sure. For everyone listening, we, I thank you so much for tuning in and we will talk to you guys again next week.